0: Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment podcast. I'm Annie Wagner, your host, and it feels so good to be back after such a long, long pause. I feel like I've said that the last few times in my podcast introductions recently, and Yeah, it's the truth. I am grateful for the pause. It felt really valuable and necessary and just awareness that life has been wonderfully full and I'm practicing going with the flow and trusting in how this journey is unfolding. So thank you for tuning back in, for subscribing and sharing. And if you feel inspired to rate my podcast or offer a review on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you know of anyone who you think would be a fantastic guest, please reach out. I'm always open and would love to hear from you. You can find me at AnnieWagner.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Core Nourishment. So episode 16, I had so much fun interviewing yet another dear friend of mine in the Seacoast community, Darcy Sowers. She is also known as the Dover Doula, a postpartum doula, certified lactation counselor, certified yoga, prenatal yoga instructor, as well as a yoga for birth method instructor. I think I said that right, which is an amazing workshop for couples. She's also a mom of three incredible kids, a wife, and pretty spectacular event planner along with her husband. She's up to some incredible work, and I'm deeply inspired by her creativity, her calming presence. She's known as a baby whisperer to many women in this area. And in this episode, Darcy really opens up with such courage and vulnerability about what led her to do the work that she does. And it's geared more toward women and moms and parents. However, you can gain so much no matter where you're at in your life or who you are from Darcy's sharing. So please tune in and enjoy. back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. I'm Annie Wagoner, your host, and today for episode 16 I have one of my dear friends, Yay. Darcy Sowers. She's also known as the Dover Doula um, and Doula Darcy is yeah. her new national yes. title. Is that what you would say? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and I've had the pleasure of knowing you for so like many years. You're just know, trying yeah. to remember how long it's been.
1: Like Probably like six years seven years yeah amazing it is amazing
0: yeah so Darcy you are when I think of you you are one of the most like genuine non-judgmental calming fun loving like beautiful (laughs) souls in this area and I love I love being a part of the seacoast because of the community here and I think of you and your family um as like just a solid support for me and my life since I've been here and and then I think of everything that you and I have had the chance to collaborate with with yeah. our work, as well as just watching you soar with everything you're getting to. You're creative, you're inspiring, um, and you like think of things and you put them into action like yeah. so clearly. So whether it's with your doula services to um, teaching yoga and and then out there with you know, helping to support me with our simple healthy meal plans we did together for a little while, which was so fun. (laughs) Um, And like our talking about nourishment and healthy food um, to you and and your husband creating these incredible events with um, the recent health fest, which is so cool. So you're, you're just up to so much and um, thank you for being an inspiring soul in my life. Thank you for phrasing it in a way that doesn't make me sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. We all have a little crazy
1: oh, in us. Yes. But. Well, every <laughs> once in a while I'm like, why am I doing this other thing?
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. Taking on one more thing. Yeah.
1: But it's all fun stuff and it's all connected. So I love, I just love it all. Yeah. So. And I love having you in my life. Oh, thank you, guys. So thanks. Yeah.
0: So why don't you tell, I mean, sounds funny to say, tell the world. <laughs> Um, but you are—I mean, there's so many aspects of you. I just touched mm-hmm. upon on um, top of being an incredible mom and wife. Um, you really dove into your postpartum doula services. So, mm-hmm. I want to know, like, when did you realize you wanted to become a postpartum doula? Um,
1: when uh, my first my daughter was born. Pretty soon after that, I didn't I didn't know what a postpartum doula was, and I didn't necessarily think, oh, I want to be a postpartum doula. I just knew I didn't want any other woman to go through what I had just gone through. And um, in terms of her birth and the first few days of her life, and it, um, it was interesting because all growing up I'd have friends who wanted to be a vet or a doctor or they just knew all all along what they were going to be when they grew up and I just didn't I didn't I knew I wanted to be a mom but that's about it as far as a job I had no no passion no ideas I, even in college I you know wanted to change my major every 6 months cuz I just <laughs> didn't know what I wanted to do so I worked in advertising and marketing for like 10 years and then got pregnant and had a baby and then you know after I'm not sure exactly how old she was, but I started, I just had this obsession, this pit, this fire in my belly. If I saw, and I'm I'm an introvert and I'm a very shy person, but if I saw someone that was pregnant or I was starting to like reach out to fr- acquaintances from high school, you know, I'd hear through the grapevine they were pregnant. And I'd be like calling them up and being like, listen, you don't <laughs> know what is about to happen. Oh Let goodness. me just tell you. And I would pour all this stuff on them, which mm-hmm. looking back is not the way to go but um anyway I real that it was awesome because one day and oh I'd go online and I you know I'd see a mom talking about struggling with adjusting to motherhood and you know I'd write these paragraphs I just I was being a postpartum doula without even really realizing it and so one day online I found a I think training for becoming a doula or the definition of what a doula was. And I was like, oh, my gosh, mm. this is what I want to do. This So and it, from there it just flowed. I did the training, got my
0: certification,
1: and boom.
0: <laughs> and will you explain to people out there who might not understand? So yes. there's a doula and, like, I guess more specifically known as birth doula. And right. then there's postpartum doula. Yes. So, so
1: birth doulas, which are pretty much kind of more common, Um, support moms in a non-medical way. They don't deliver the baby. The midwife or OB delivers a baby, but a birth doula is there as support for the laboring woman, Um, you know, um, providing evidence-based information, hands-on, you know, support, offering dad a hands-on, you know, tips on how to help mom while she's in labor, things like that. And then the birth doula usually stays for a couple hours after the baby's born to make sure everybody's doing okay and baby's eating and stuff. And then postpartum doulas help moms once they're home anywhere in those first 12 weeks um, Mm. after the baby's born. So, and it's the same thing. It's a non-medical role. We um, provide evidence-based information, just, you know, Actually, my trainer described it as the women of the village helping the women of the village. You know, love I love that. I, I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. So a hundred years ago, or all throughout time, when a woman had a baby, like everyone around her came to support because it was important to the community that this baby survived. Um, so it just was woven into society that a new mom would get support. Um, and actually that a new mom would grow up being the support, like helping the other women of, of the village, quote unquote. So now we just don't have that. You go, you women live their whole life. You know, I had never held a newborn Mm. until I had my own baby. And, um, I don't think I'd ever changed a diaper. I didn't, I had never seen anybody breastfeed. I had no clue. Mm. And I think a lot of moms are in the same boat and then you're. You, and actually, we have great prenatal care in this country where you're seeing your provider, you know, at the last two months of your pregnancy, every one to two weeks. Then you have the baby, you have the nurses and, you know, staff, if you have a hospital birth. And then they're like, OK, see ya. See ya. Go yeah. home. Yeah. Come back in six weeks. <laughs> so yeah, or and like feel really lonely. Yes. Yeah, so postpartum doulas are kind of a continuation of care. And that we come to your home and just answer your questions. You have a million questions mm. once you have a new little baby that you're in charge of. So yeah. it's answering questions. It's offering a listening ear. It's taking care of the baby so mom can nap or shower or, you know, do what she needs to go run an errand. Um,
0: I hear you also do dishes and yes, cook
1: food. Yes, <laughs> exactly. We'll do, so, you know, make sure mom's eating good food mm. and not surviving on, you know, granola bars or... Uh, empty carbs and so we'll do meal prep we'll empty the dishwasher fold the laundry just kind of tidy up the house so so mom can focus on recovering Mm. bonding with the baby and just enjoying it that's what it comes down to like we're there to help moms enjoy this time and not stress out about household stuff or anything like that so
0: I love that you use the word in your kind of when you're describing what you do, um, like ease, like you're helping moms ease into yes. into this journey and right. like this experience, whether it's their first or maybe second, third, fourth baby. Well, so. yes,
1: it's always a transition. Yeah. So it's um it's exactly what we do is help moms ease through the transition, you know, kind of even just taking care of the baby and older siblings so mom can have a, some time to just whether it's sleep or just be alone and process and Mm. take a step back, you know, not be, I always call it not be um, on duty. Like you can kind of have this heightened sense of being on duty and keeping everybody happy. And (laughs) so like when the postpartum doula shows up, it's time that you can just kind of relax and not, you know, have a break. Mm. Um, Because the other thing is nowadays – We don't live near our families, you know, even 50 years ago, a lot of times you lived in a duplex with your, you know, your parents or your in-laws on one side and you on the other or apartments, you know, so, um, or more, there were more stay at home moms, like there was just more people around that could help you, you know, now you're sent home and, you know, dad goes back to work after a couple of weeks in a good scenario. (laughs) Um, and so you're, you're alone and
0: gosh, (laughs) I am so grateful that you are out there doing this work because I I think about my own experience and yeah, I would have hired you in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't prepared for that part of it. You know, there's like so much glamorization around. Yes. Not even a word. You know, I glamorized, oh, like, yeah. glamorized, you know, the whole idea of pregnancy and then having the baby. And there is so much support throughout the pregnancy. But right. I remember after I had my first, um, just feeling so alone yeah. and, and didn't live near family and right. wasn't sure who to call upon exactly. Yeah. And well, and I'm trying, that- trying to figure it out, feeling like I need to figure this all out myself, but I have no clue what to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then even, and, One
1: thing, I've been doing this now for seven years. One thing that's really changed in those seven years is social media. Like Mm. now, and now, and even like Hollywood, now there's a big, huge focus now on who in Hollywood's having a baby and who in Hollywood lost all the baby weight in 24 hours. And, um, you know, who, you know, these glamorous photo shoots of mom blissfully happy with this beautiful baby. And, you know, in social media, I always say to new moms, like, you're home with nothing, quote, unquote, nothing to do. But, like, you, you'll new moms spend a lot of time looking on their phones, scrolling through, mm. kind of when you're bored or need a pick-me-up. But if you think about it, like, people post on Facebook the highlight from their day exactly. or their week. That
0: highlight and wheel. you're checking yeah. it
1: at a time when you're bored,
0: so it like sets you up for, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, right, is it really a pick me up? Like, is it really serving you? Right, or, yeah. yeah. And I feel like it pulls the energy so external versus yes. like staying like really present in this internal, like powerful exactly. experience. And right. goodness, like, I'm definitely one to do that. Like, oh, you know, everybody, everybody does Everybody it. does it. Um, but yeah, it's but I think especially yeah, when you're it's a great new- that you bring awareness to that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah.
1: It's, I think especially when you have a new baby and you're covered in bodily fluids and you have not <laughs> <Right>. slept, like, <laughs> you're like
0: and then comparing like, yourself to what right, is not to really real to Beyonce and yeah. you know like yeah. it's a,
1: it's not real and yeah. or even your friends you know without even meaning to like I don't I don't like to trash people that post on social media cuz I do it all the time but I mean it's hard to compare yourself to all the images that you see that have mm-hmm. been edited and filtered and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you're sitting home covered He's in polished exactly like
0: life moments,
1: right. Yeah, right? So, as a new mom, when you haven't showered in three days and you're covered <laughs> in spit up, <laughs>
0: like yeah,
1: it's easy to feel like, oh, what am I? You know, what am I doing wrong? And you're mm-hmm. not doing anything wrong. Like a huge part of my job, I, I always joke like the sentence I say the most is, "Oh, that's completely normal." Mm. Um you know I so there's such a big misconception about what having a new baby looks like what what you see on social media and magazines and what we've dreamed about our whole life and when in reality it's you not getting up off your couch for hours at a time because you're trying to feed the baby and you haven't showered, you know, and it's all or and you're crying, you know, all mm-hmm. these and feelings, thoughts that go through your head. So much of it is so completely, totally normal, but it's just not talked about. So it's easy to beat yourself up
0: and and it can feel scary and yes, just unknown and right, to right, and in that place of what's wrong with me as opposed exactly. to recognize like, oh, this is. So normal with your hormonal system, like how to whack and adjusting all these new things. And sleep deprivation. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I always say if someone,
1: you know, I had a really difficult postpartum experience with my daughter, my first baby. And I thought if someone had, and my mom was there, I had support. My mom, who I get along with great, she came every day and was helping. And I still like just... I thought I was, I don't know, I thought I was doing something wrong. If someone had just walked in and been like, no, this is totally normal. This is fine. These crazy thoughts running through your head, that's totally normal. Mm. It would have made a huge difference just Mm -hmm. that one time. Yeah. So, but instead I spent months being like, oh my God, something's wrong with me. I'm not, I'm not loving every second of this. I must be a bad mom. And I should be. Right. Yeah. 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 So for me, that was. Wow. To answer your question from 20 minutes ago,
0: yeah, no, this is <laughs> great. This is exactly that's I love what
1: um, inspired me to become a postpartum doula. Just that experience. helping, yeah, yeah, that experience of beating myself up for not being a good mom when I was being a good mom.
0: You were being the absolute best mom you could be in that <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> every moment so, there. And, yeah, um, I so appreciate you being able to share this Darcy because Mm. it's just so it's so true and that you're helping again to bring that ease to to women is is so important and valuable to then land them I mean we already are expending so much energy just trying to learn and be and then on top of it to have so much energy beating ourselves up which is just you know sort of offer that support is so valuable yeah um do you mind expanding a little bit more on your experience with your firstborn um and I mean, if you feel like sharing, like yeah. what, what really happened? Oh, for absolutely.
1: You? I so when I was pregnant, I, I wasn't a doula, I wasn't a lactation counselor yet, I wasn't a yoga teacher. I was, um, I was a, a yoga practitioner. But I, anyway, so everybody says, come up with a birth plan. My birth plan <laughs> was to do it naturally, because more from like an athletic. Mm. I had always been mm-hmm. an athlete so I was like, oh, I can I can handle this. Like it's going to be painful, that's fine. I can push through it. Like you bring know? it on. Right, yeah. bring it on. I can do this. <laughs> and uh, you know, <laughs> which isn't really the best reason to want a natural birth, but um I also kind of was like, yeah, drugs are probably bad, so I'll just I can do this. Like um and I luckily was already a pretty seasoned yoga practitioner so kind of in labor um, yoga breathing really helped me and I had um, a great labor. I woke up in the middle of the night feeling kind of weird and just was kind of laying there and also, and um, my back hurt and I was laying there and I was kind of half asleep. And then all of a sudden after a couple hours, I was like, wait, I think I'm, I think these are contractions. And so I like (laughs) woke up and was kind of realized that they were coming regularly. And so I woke my husband up at like six in the morning. We went, and they it started to intensify. And again, on an athletic level, I was like, I am not going to be one of those people that goes to the hospital and gets sent home because they're only one centimeter. Mm. So I love it. You're like already- <laughs> I, got, I was goal setting. Yes. Yeah. So I was pacing <laughs> Yeah, pacing through the house and realizing like, uh, ujjayi breathing, yoga breathing was really helping me. So. I was doing it and I was like, okay, this is great. And then finally it got to the point where I was like, okay, this is really intense. I wanted to go to the hospital, called the provider or whatever. We went in and I was, uh, they were like, well, they're like, you're, you seem fine. Let's, you know, let's check you. And I was seven centimeters. (laughs) And I was like,
0: yes. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) You're so proud of yourself. I was like,
1: mission accomplished. You are not sending me home. Oh my gosh. And then I was like, sweet. I got to seven centimeters with no drugs. I can totally do this. Like, I was like, I'm over the halfway mark. Mm -hmm. This is going to be great. The midwife that I loved came in and she was like, oh, my shift ends at 11. She's like, but I have a feeling I'll be the one to deliver your baby. Yeah. And I was like, oh, awesome. So I was like, yeah, three more hours. I could do this for three more hours. And then I really got into a zone and was like not talking to people and, you know. You know, looking back like now like just kind of by accident not accident but because of my yoga background i really got into a like hypnotic a deep zone. zone yeah and and w- when i got out of it this is a total sign it hurts so much more so yeah yeah anyway so things were going along it was like this textbook labor and then it started to be like noon the midwife left she's like i'm so sorry but i'm going on vacation i have to leave Oh, noon, one o'clock, two o'clock. And I was like, wait a minute. You guys told me like the baby was going to be born hours ago. And they're like, yeah, you're kind of stalled. So I got to anyway, got to 10 centimeters, started to push. And hours went by like, oh, my gosh, Darcy. Um, Like I started to push and they were like, oh, I see hair. Your baby has a lot of hair. And I was like, sweet, I'm almost done. And then they were. I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and like nothing was happening. I remember looking at my husband at one point and I'm like, can you even see the baby's head? Like what is going on? And he, I don't even remember what he said. Um, so I pushed for three hours and I think I finally was like, what is going on? Like, why is nothing happening? And Mm. the midwife was like, well, let why don't I have the doctor on call come in And the doctor came in. It was Dr. Bertram who, Mm. she was awesome. And uh, the baby was posterior. She was sunny side up so that she was head down, but her face was facing the wrong direction. So Mm. the doctor said, her suggestion was that I have an epidural to see if that would relax my pelvis so that she could come out. So they came, they did the epidural And I was, uh, so they said just rest for a couple hours. The baby's heartbeat was fine. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did. So I rested and then they came back in and I pushed for another hour and nothing was happening. Mm. And the doctor finally said, she's like, you have this like protrusion of bone. Like it's supposed to, it was supposed to be a circle, but I had this protrusion on my bone. And I'm like, well. (laughs) Couldn't <laughs> you have told me that nine months ago? Yeah, but yeah, um, it just wasn't. It just wasn't gonna happen. Wasn't gonna happen. So she's mm-hmm. like, "We have to do a C-section," and I was like,
0: "Oh, Darcy,
1: Oh, it was it was awful." Because, well, first of all, I was I was exhausted. Yeah. By this point, it was six o'clock at night. I'd, oh, I'd been laboring gosh. for over twelve hours, and um, hadn't really slept the night before hadn't really eaten anything I was Mm -hmm. exhausted so they the great thing though was that um, uh, my daughter's heart rate was fine like she was never in any distress so they could kind of take their time which helped me kind of wrap my head around it and then uh I got wheeled into the operating room and it it uh it's awful it was like getting wheeled onto the set of er it's like Mm. it was very scary but i was honestly at the point i was so tired i was like i don't even care if i die it will be it'll just be over like i had to kind of go to that point because i was so scared
0: yeah
1: um and uh they they didn't let my husband come in for a while i forgot I forget why, because I already had a spinal. But anyway, so you're in there for alone for a while, which was terrifying. You're kind of getting strapped down onto this table in like oh. a T position.
0: And he couldn't be there.
1: He Right. And the, they. I don't know why. They don't let the dad come in until you're all set up. So, um, and then she was born and she came out screaming. I mean, the C-section was really fast. She came out screaming, um, I got to see her right away. And uh, the uh, the room is full of people, there were nurses and doctors and the anesthesiologist. Um, and then a pediatrician was there and he was really sweet, Dr. Soares. He came right mm. around the curtain and looked me in the eye and was like, she's perfect. Mm. So it was like such a flood of relief. Like, yeah, okay, she's here, she's fine. It's a girl. I didn't know what she was and I was so Aww. excited to have a daughter.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and then we got wheeled back to the recovery room and I uh couldn't believe how much pain I was in. Yeah. Cuz I have a very high threshold for pain and um So anyway, to fast forward, breastfeeding went out got off to a rocky start. I think probably just cuz she was Oh, she had a huge bruise on her head from getting pushed up against that bone protrusion. Mm-hmm. So breastfeeding, we had a rocky start. I was in a lot of pain. I, there was a miscommunication with the nurses. Um, I thought they would just come and bring me pain medication, but you're supposed to ask. <laughs> so uh-huh. I didn't ask for any pain meds for like 10 hours or something. So I was I in know. horrendous pain. Um and then it took a while to kind of get that under control. And so we so we we're in the hospital for several days trying to get breastfeeding on track and um and we also had visitors nonstop. We hmm. uh, cuz I was so excited in some ways yeah. and we had so I I don't think I slept for 3 days while we we're there. Because it was like one visitor would leave and the buzzer would ring and they'd say, oh, so-and-so is here. Yeah. And so I just never rested. And then so then we got home and, oh, before we got home, I remember they came in to say it was time to go home. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. Like, I you guys don't understand. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And they're like, no, you'll be fine. I'm like, no, I, I'm not being clear like I have no idea what I'm doing like mm. this baby is so precious and I love her so much like uh, I'm gonna mess it up mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I was like begging them I'm like you oh, you, guys, you have to keep me the same way. Like, <laughs> yeah uh, and I remember just telling them like no you literally do not understand like you, I wait, am can you, you cannot, can not what I'm saying right yeah <laughs> like there is no way you can let us go home without a nurse or like I was terrified. We lived mm. 10 minutes away. <laughs> we drove like two miles an hour. Um, but so we have this video of packing her up, and I am sobbing. You can hear me in the background. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My poor husband was so excited to go home. He's just packing up.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> so we got home, and we like, mm. again, m- no sleep. And. My mom came over to help, and I, I had, I had I remember one moment. It was also February, I should say. So it was freezing. It was dark. Oh, yeah. It was just miserable. So, but I had one moment where my husband had gone back to work. My mom was there taking care of me. We got the baby settled, and I was laying on the couch, snuggled under a blanket, and I was I just had this moment of, like, bliss. Like, I could hear my mom, like, cleaning up in the kitchen the baby was next to me asleep and I was like okay this is awesome and I took a nap and it was Mm -hmm. this wonderful feeling and I think it was that same day I woke up from the nap and I was freezing and the next two days I was just walking around like trying to put on more sweaters and I was turning up the heat and everybody else was like oh I'm not cold and finally my mom like, touched my forehead, and she was like, Oh my god, you're burning up! Mm. So, I had to go back to the doctor. I had 102 fever, I had like Uh-oh. an infection, so I was readmitted to the hospital.
0: Oh gosh,
1: um, so you know, for a couple of days to get IV antibiotics. So, anyway, it just wasn't the best no. <laughs> start no. to No, oh my gosh, I see. And then, um, I left out. The part, my after the surgery, after she was born, probably the next morning, my OB, the OB who had done the surgery came back in and she was like, I just want you to know that, you know, this was not a situation where you could have avoided a C-section. She was like, the only way that this baby was going to come out was if it was a C-section. She said, a hundred years ago, you both would have died. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, my God. And... She, and she said, you know, just the way your pelvis is. She's like, I'd I'd only let you try to push out a 28-week old baby. She's like, she's like, you're not a candidate for a V back. Um wow. and in some ways it was very healing to have her say that. Like, in some ways it didn't feel like a failure. Like
0: yeah.
1: I had done everything I could. Um, but what it didn't and I'm very grateful to her for How she was so amazing, you know. I hear other women who don't get that validation, and um, so I'm very thankful to her for saying that. But as the weeks went on, and I, I remember, and I was feeling horrible. And of course, now when I look back, I'm like, of course, I felt horrible. I had an infection. I had didn't sleep for like a week. Uh, you also like, just went
0: under so much trauma. Yeah, like, exactly. Like it was so very
1: much. traumatic. Yeah, which I didn't really realize at the time. And um, oh, my nipples were bleeding. Like it was yeah. just a hot, it was I was a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um. And I was like, why am I not enjoying this?
0: Oh gosh. And like, then adding that. On right. Of it. I yeah. just and I'd have these thoughts like
1: God, it, like I was, You know, my mom would come for the day, and I'd be like. God, I'd like send the baby home with her like the baby would be better off with my mom. Mm. And I, or I would just think like how can I like sleep? I need to just sleep. I need a break. Mm. Um and not have this baby that needs me every 2 hours. And but I I loved her more than anything. And at the time I I thought postpartum depression was like that you hated your baby and you know, didn't... resent co- it. Resented yeah. it, couldn't get out of bed, you know, couldn't care for your baby. And I was taking care of her and I loved her to the point where I was terrified of something happening to her. So I was like, well, I don't have postpartum depression because I love my baby. Mm. But looking back, I you know, I totally did. Um, but I would have these moments. I remember one very specifically, I was... She was probably, I don't know, six or eight weeks old. And I was trying to load the dishwasher. I was still in a lot of pain. She was crying. The baby was crying. The house was a mess. I hadn't showered. I'm trying to load the. Oh, and I had had a conversation with my mom about my grandmother who had four kids in the 40s. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, how do you, how does she even do that? Like, without a dishwasher, without a washing right. machine, without. You know, TV, like, I was like, oh, my God. So I was loading my own dishwasher, and I was like, so my grandmother could do it in the 40s with four kids. I have one baby, and I can't even. I was beating myself up over the dishes, but, you know, I was like, I can't even hack this. And I so then I'd have this, like, thought, like, the OB said 100 years ago I would have died, like, Maybe I should be dead. Like, maybe I wasn't. It turned into this, like, I'm not supposed to be a mom.
0: Oh. Which I'm like, I'll teary for you. I know. Which
1: it's awful to say. And I I feel bad for myself that I really like saying it now. It was 13 years ago. Saying it now, it doesn't even seem like, you know, like, God, why did I think that? But Mm. (laughs) I just did. And, um, so I, I, mean, I spent so much time beating myself up, like, or thinking, well, of course you're not enjoying it, like, you weren't cut out for this. Like, I, I thought I wasn't good enough to. Wow. <laughs> Such so a,
0: your critic was like, yes, my inner down. critic
1: was beating me down like yeah. crazy, and I, um, I don't even know how I did it, and, and I had support. My husband was great. My mom came. My mother-in-law came for a week. Um, you know, I had people helping me, yeah, but I still you know, and now, when I tell any of them they none of them n- knew realized. that I was doing this in my head, so yeah um anyway, that's you know what kind of what spawned me, you know, I didn't want any other i i I must have gotten to the other side of it somehow and realized like it's normal it not I don't want to say normal to feel this way, but it it is. More enorm- so
0: than it's ever talked about. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I just
1: didn't want anyone else to go through that, and um, that's when I became a doula. And that then, you know, every mom I helped, it was like therapy for me. I yeah. just loved it. So it, you know, now I look back on the whole thing. It's it was a blessing. I'm glad I went through it. I'm glad it it gave me this amazing career of helping other new moms. And it's been just such a blessing since then.
0: Thank you for sharing all that. Mercy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, talk about healing for yeah. you, like through diving into this work, but also being able to to bring voice and light to all that, yeah. that you went through.
1: Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's powerful and courageous too. Oh, so, well,
1: thank, thank you. you. Yeah. But I do try to tell <laughs> as many people as I can, because I think now that I am a doula, and a lactation counselor and prenatal yoga teacher. Like I always joke, like everybody thinks I gave birth like next to a waterfall. They make that assumption based on what you do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so you know, people are shocked to hear that I have had three C sections. And-
0: yeah. So and then you chose that you had two more kids.
1: Yeah. After all that, I know. Yeah. Which so is there is amazing. hope. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but still, it was still. Um, challenging each time time. yeah um because then when you have your second then you have two people that (laughs) you need to take care of Mm -hmm. um and i have to say the time of year my second was born in november and it was like that first week of december we had record-breaking um negative temperatures in-laws came from florida they were freezing like we had the heat cranked in our house nobody could get warm then my third I had in July, and I was like, this is amazing.
0: Like, <laughs> this doesn't is the get, way to do it. Right. <laughs> it
1: doesn't get dark till 9 o'clock. Yeah. We can go outside. We can, like, sit on the porch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. time your babies to have them in the summer.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Good advice. Yes.
0: <laughs> I know. I have both mine are winter babies oh, too. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. It's amazing here yeah. in the north. Like I know.
1: I always say when the night starts at four PM, like yeah. oh. of course it's gonna be a warm I
0: know. Night. I know. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. Gosh, Darcy, what a story. So Is there, like, one – is there, like, a very common question or, or like, desperate reaching out that that you find, like, a theme of when when clients reach out to you? Yes, and it's
1: oftentimes they just want reassurance that they're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, some people flat out say that when they call me, um, and usually it's, like, in tears.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Other – Moms don't even realize that that's what they're asking, but, you know, I'll get lots of, you know, some clients I work with, I meet, you know, they hire me when they're still pregnant. They know they want some help afterwards and that's great. But a lot of times I get hired because again, as you said in the beginning, like you just, you don't know what this transition, you don't know what having a baby is going to be like, um, so I get a lot of teary phone calls, like once the baby's here, like, and of moms who say, oh, my baby's super fussy. I don't think she's getting enough milk. And, you know, I, I think we have some terrible problems. Mm. And so I'll go. And after spending a couple hours with them in their home, I realize everything's normal. And, um, mom's just looking for this, that reassurance that she's doing a good job and that you know, these little noises and squeaks that her baby's making are totally normal and not um, signs of trouble. You know, I think we're kind of geared toward to look for problems mm-hmm. when there aren't really any. Um, yeah. But I would say that's the most common kind of theme to my work is that just reassuring the mom that she's doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah and um
0: which is again such an important role and yeah so valuable especially nowadays i you and i were talking even before we started recording <laughs> about um well kind of similar to what you were referring to with like the village concept that yes. is not as much around anymore right um, and yet i like to believe like i see it happening with our community which is yeah. awesome just with friends um, right and the, you know people like you and your profession yeah um but just like the pressure that we put on ourselves um you know, women and parents, you know, right. whether it's dads or partners, also, but yeah. just to figure it out and do it all on our own so that you can come in and really be this, yeah, easing, calming presence and right. reminder of like, you are enough, you are doing amazing, right? <laughs> and it's, it is challenging. It's yeah. oh, exactly. all these like wild, simultaneous emotions, right? <laughs> it like, just is. as you said. Like, oh, oh, yeah feeling like you're not cut out for it but you love you loved her so much right yeah
1: yeah and like you said there's such a pressure and it kind of never goes away that of having it all doing it all having kids and a you know amazing career and a perfect house and Mm -hmm. you know Caribbean vacation you know there's this pressure to have this life of that's quote unquote perfect and No one has a perfect life. No. (laughs) So, um, you know, I think, you know, there's another thing I uh, talk about a lot is, you know, and I thought this, it sounds crazy. I always say, you know, having a baby, you think it's going to be all rainbows and unicorns. Like... That's when the movie ends, like the movie's full, you know, a couple trying to get together and they finally get together and have a baby. And, you know, the movie ends with them snuggled on the hospital bed, holding the baby and (laughs) they don't show the rest. Mm -hmm. Um, So I forget my point, I guess. Oh, I even, you know, personally, I remember like being pregnant, reading books and, seeing the chapter on c-sections and being like oh well that's not gonna happen to me and i just skip it
0: like Mm. yeah you know
1: i was like oh i'm i'm healthy i've never broken a bone like i'm not gonna need a c-section so Mm
0: -hmm. or
1: and and i think even kind of subconsciously i'd hear about how hard it was to have a baby or how tired Mm -hmm. and i would just think well not my baby yeah i've got this i've got this i I pulled all-nighters in college all the time (laughs) right (laughs) right (laughs) I can do sleep deprivation but like you there's no way to understand the sleep deprivation mm-hmm. that yeah. is reality with a new baby. Um so there's there's no way to understand the reality of having a new baby
0: until you're in it
1: until you're in it yeah. and um so true. I always joke sometimes I'm the Debbie downer of pregnancy like I try to run around and tell pregnant people like
0: Get ready, because it's going to yes. be crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Or um, just shifting that lens. Because I, I was just thinking for a moment, like, anyone listening to this who thought about having kids might be like, wow, I <laughs> think I'm making a different choice. <laughs> and, you know, like, shifting the lens, it's just, no, it's just painting the reality, like, the rawness right. and realness of it. You know, and there's so much joy. Like, where my mind's going is, like, as you are saying, like, we just try to do it all. Like, how yeah. can we... Like, what advice do you give to women to just, you know, do you give advice around, like, yeah, landing in presence and mindfulness and, like, and slowing down as, yeah. as challenging as that can be, right. yes. you know? So
1: as a doula, my role really isn't to give advice unless mm-hmm. someone's specifically asking for a tip. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like just talking with mom, listening, mm. and helping her find her own advice that she already has inside. But what I do tell moms, and I guess this is technically advice, but as, you know, as a new mom's worrying about their house not being completely picked up or the laundry's not done or, you know, all this stuff um, to, yeah, just be present. Like, and it's it's really interesting when i started my youngest was 2 years old like i feel i i was still in the like baby phase you know i had just been through the baby phase with three kids and you know now my kids are tweens like my oldest so is wild. a teenager and so so wild you know i i kind of get teary like
0: mm. when i see a
1: new mom stressing and i'm like oh please god if i could just sit and watch HGTV all day and hold a baby like Mm. that would be so awesome (laughs) Um, like even with
0: everything you went through you'd want to go back to that oh absolutely because in
1: so in so many ways it seems so simpler and knowing what I know now Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the difference between having your first baby and your second baby like Mm. you're so worried the first time and you have this huge transition into motherhood but with your second baby you're already a mom You know, you're already used to living on the baby's schedule or living on Mm -hmm. someone else's schedule and, you know, being the caregiver. Like, so with your second baby, you. I see it all the time. Moms tend to just enjoy it more. You also know how quickly it goes by and that, yeah, the newborn phase. When you're in it, you think, oh, my God, this – I remember thinking, like, what did I do? This is my life now. Like, I sleep in hour and a half increments and, you know –
0: Right. I remember a common phrase. I was like, this too shall pass, right? This yeah. is going to pass, I think, maybe. <laughs> right. there are times where the, a phase would feel like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which I just didn't get at first. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is my life, and there's no way out of it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I, yeah.
1: I have 18 years of mm. um, breastfeeding every hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. Like, I didn't see yeah. that there were phrases and stages with – um, so I think when you have your second baby, you, you just get that, like, yeah. you know, and so thus you enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. It's, I call it like the grandparent, you know, that's why grandparents, I think, love it so much. They've this whole life experience and they just know
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's something so special and precious about a newborn. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the grandparents joke it's because they're not in charge, but it it's, I don't know. It's, There's like a deeper, the core yeah. feeling around it. Too. Yeah, yeah. It, when you look back on your life, I, I'm talking like I'm 100 years old, <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm, I don't know. I've turned 40, so now like looking back on your life, like what are the best things? Yeah. Like yeah. Even with what I went through, like having my kids is the most amazing thing. Yeah. Of my life, so.
0: Such a blessing. Yeah.
1: So I do, to answer your question, I do try to impart that to moms and just reassuring them, like, no, your house doesn't have to be spotless. Yes. Right. No, you don't have to answer those emails. Like, all you have to do, and that's really a postpartum doula's job, is like, create this cocoons. You know, all a new mom has to worry about, should be worrying about is recovering from giving birth, which we do not account for no. in our culture. Like, no um, other cultures have, I could talk for hours about other cultures. I that, know. Oh, you gosh. know. Yeah. It's just a given like 40 days, like you know, cocoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's all a new mom should be doing is resting, recovering, healing, feeding and bonding with her baby. Mm. And, you know, adjusting and having um a big role as a postpartum doula uh is mothering the mother and modeling that for other families so you know getting mom a glass of water making her a sandwich um you know asking her what she needs and so modeling that so partners and uh, even siblings like yeah, you know
0: yeah that's little such a little great gift.
1: gift toddlers love to like bring their mom the burp cloth or yeah. get their yeah. mom a glass of water, you know? Um, so it's, it's really important for a new mom to take care of herself mm-hmm. and, and just allow that, you know, and you don't have to be
0: up. I cleaning. think that's another really yeah. crucial for me. I remember a lesson is like, Oh yeah. Allowing to receive. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't, yeah. That's, it's that very really hard challenged. for us yeah.
1: to ask for help. Yeah. So, yeah. um,
0: but we need
1: it. Like you cannot do this alone; you just
0: can't. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: it's physically impossible. So, yeah, you need help.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gosh, <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Darcy, the other a few other things I was thinking about is like bringing it back to pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You you've created such an invaluable amazing class for couples, for partners, Mm -hmm. um, out there, yoga for birth method. Um, will you share a little bit about that? Sure. I actually didn't create it. it. A woman named
1: Dorothy Guerra created the yoga birth method. Um, and I did a training with her. So I love teaching it. It's all about, um, using yoga poses to help during labor. So if, um, you know, the bones of your pelvis have to stretch and expand to allow the baby to get out. So, um, you know, laying, I, you know, if I always say, if you're laying and scared in your bed, like all scrunched up and, you know, scared and tightening your muscles, then those bones can't do what they need to do to expand. If you're up and walking around and relax and not afraid, um, even better and then if you add in yoga where you're stretching those muscles really getting the blood to flow um it can really help your labor be faster Mm -hmm. and um less painful you know fear taking the fear out of it is a huge oh my gosh factor yeah so um so yeah it's a three-hour workshop and so dads learn hands-on ways to assist um in the yoga poses so it's really great. So it's like ten yoga poses that really open the hips and uh, the chest to help with you know taking deeper breaths, That's which awesome. can help relax. So yeah, I love teaching. It's huge that workshop. But there's a great book called The Yoga Birth Method that anybody can. I think it's even yogabirthmethod.com.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, you more said created. It. <laughs> it's true. you brought it to this area. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which I love. And there are so many, speaking of this area, incredible like-minded professionals and, and yes. resources out there. And I, I see you as being such a, I mean, you just right away, I'm like, oh, like any woman I know is pregnant or, you know. Even wanting to have kids or exploring yeah. it or, you know, postpartum, um, I think of you as just such a crucial, like, resource network person. Mm. So mm. you have so many connections. And um, I see you collaborating and doing so much work. Tell, can you expand a little bit more on um, some of the bigger events you've helped you and your husband? Sure. I feel like that's another side thing. You're like, yeah. you're in tremendous event planners, <laughs> like super successful. So... so. Um, well another role of a
1: postpartum doula is to connect a new mom with resources in her area and we are so lucky here on the Seacoast. there's so many um, great resources for new moms um, in terms of the pro- the providers that are here are amazing and then there's just there's yoga classes and new mom groups and chiropractic I mean there's just an amazing network um, so right when I started to become a doula and wanted to kind of promote my business there was a small little um I think it was called a mom and baby wellness sampler that Lisa Flynn from Child Light Yoga did and it was in a yoga studio and it was really just you know kind of a small gathering uh so new moms or pregnant women could come and learn about the resources and so I did it the one year and I was like oh this is great and then after it was over, she was like, well, I'm not going to do it anymore. She wanted to focus more on her yoga studio and her, she, I think she was writing a book and things like that. And I was like, you can't stop this. This is how I'm going to grow my business. So <laughs> she was like, oh, it's so much work. I just really can't do it. And I just so happened to be married to a guy who is a trade show <laughs> <laughs> just <so> um, happened. <laughs> event producer. So I was like, Jonathan, will you please do this? And at the time he was running these huge trade shows in New York and New Jersey, you know, where 60,000 people attended each one. So he was like, Oh, yeah, I can do this little Seacoast thing. (laughs) Um, So that's so from there, the Seacoast Mom and Baby Expo was born and just has grown and grown and grown. And um, I love it because um well first of all I get to bring all my friends together Mm and you were there yeah um you know I always say I I have so many resources to share with new moms it's so nice to get them all in one room together uh, give these moms a chance to meet face to face and ask questions you know you can only do so much googling it's nice to have a day where you really get personal interaction yeah exactly um So from there, it's grown. We've expanded to Portland, Maine, and Worcester, Massachusetts. So that's so exciting. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. So my husband has kind of moved to doing this full time.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. How fun! You guys get to work together. I know. So that experience. It's been. It's actually been a lot of fun
1: because it's really combining both of our strengths Mm. um I mean it's certainly challenging at times (laughs) yeah but you know he kind of does the event stuff I do the he calls it the birthy stuff Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and that and
0: um so it's been great it's been a lot of fun and then you guys just launched your first Sequo's Health Fest. Yes, so a whole different twist, which I was super bummed to miss. <laughs> oh, like, I know. I'm definitely going to be there next year. Definitely want you to be I there know. next year. It was great.
1: We just we just were like, this is fun. What else? What else could we do? And we didn't. We didn't really want to expand the Mom and Baby Expo thing to a new city, so we we're like, let's just stay here and do one about health because that's our other, kind of our other passion. So mm-hmm. um, it was super fun to bring together you know, all the area fitness studios, chiropractors, acupuncturists, like all the different. There's even like a little bouldering comp. Yes. Rock climbing competition in the parking lot. Um, so yeah, it was uh, really cool to kind of bring together all the facets of optimal health, you know, food and nutrition, um, and do another event there. So that, and it was this great success the first year so so you plan to do it again yeah i will definitely do it again that's next awesome. year.
0: yeah that's fantastic yeah oh so cool so much i mean just thinking of all the connectivity you're bringing and for other people in yeah. this community is so fabulous oh thanks it's a lot of fun yeah <laughs> and that's so important like the fun piece right bringing it back to joy and, yes and i love your focus and passion around health i really mm-hmm. um admire that about you guys and speaking of which like well you're a big influencer <laughs> in that Thank you've been a life changer for us thank you yeah it's been, yeah so fun <laughs> but speaking of health like I want to know like let's say Darcy you just had a day off like mm-hmm. a day off from being mom being wife being event planner being oh, doula be I know right <laughs> <laughs> What, like what what would you do for you like what's some of your self-care things you mm-hmm. enjoy doing and diving into
1: Um, I, well, yoga, I Mm. would go to a yoga class, um, for sure. And then, um, my other big self-care thing is, um, well, actually also thanks to you recent, like this January I got into running.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. I love (laughs) it.
1: I love it. Um, that's my new thing. Cause like a yoga class is like, I love it, but it's like an hour and a half out of my day. Yeah, when you can take in commuting and driving, and then like talking to all my friends before class and after class. Um, So now I've learned, like, oh my god, I could go run a mile in ten minutes and come back and feel amazing. Yeah. So that's my new thing is to, like, I'll have ten free minutes and I just go for a run. Which, if you had told me a year ago
0: (laughs) I was doing that, I would been like crazy. But yeah. Um, I love just to pause there for a second. I love that you even just said 10 minutes because how often do we think, like, I need an hour? Yeah. I don't have an hour. I just, I can't do it all. You know, right. I can't do, I can't exercise or do anything. I can't right. to go to class. But so I just, and everyone listening out there, like 10 minutes. Thinking, yeah. Even if it's just walking outside or soaking up nature. Um, right. going for a mile run or yeah. maybe it's 10 minutes you're just doing like jumping jack sit-ups and push-ups you know seriously but, like, it does wonders for your yeah. entire psychological and physical oh my well-being God, yeah <laughs> yesterday I had
1: this phone call like and I was so mad at just something bad that happened like I made a mistake and I was mad at myself and I caught myself going that down that rabbit hole <laughs> yes that inner critic was she was talking a mile a minute and I was like just kind of kicking around my house. And I was like, this is a waste of time. I'm going to go for a run. And it was raining and I just didn't care. 10 minutes outside, I ran, came back. And I was like, it was amazing, the shift mm. in my mental. I love it. Um So, and I think, I think maybe you shared it. I saw, it was a meme on Facebook, but it was like, I think f- something about how food and exercise are the most under, yes.
0: undervalued. Like,
1: yeah, um, I can't. Oh, I can't. Well, think I was of talking
0: it. about <clears throat> depression and like yeah. how um, I'm not going to get it right either right now, but I can picture it. <laughs> it's like black and white, right? <laughs> I know, right? But it's like, yeah, food and exercise are the most undervalued um, forms of medicine for yeah. for anyone battling depression. Yeah, um, and they're the most. Like yeah, so right and easily accessible, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, what else? Like, what else uh, fuels you and nourishes you that you love to do outside of work and (laughs) um,
1: be mom and wife? Skiing. I would say if I had to pick one thing, that's my thing. Like, you're in the right area too. Exactly. (laughs) So I love skiing. I love. I just love it. Um. And. Just being outside in the winter, like being on top of a mountain, seeing that beautiful view, mm. and like just using my body. And you know, I love skiing fast, and um, it's just fun. Yeah. I, I kind of, I don't know, hit. I've all, I've loved skiing for since I was a teenager, but it kind of just hit me this winter. Like, it's a, a it's a day of fun, mm. like. I think it's very easy as a mom and business owner and just g- grown up in general to realize like days go by and you don't have any fun,
0: mm. <laughs> so, which is which can feel sad. I know. So, so, but like so in the but then it's like a you core know value <laughs> right. Yeah. So
1: going skiing for a day, it's like. Totally. With friends, you know, lunch at the top with friends and, you mm. know, just getting, ex. you know, ultimately it is exercise. It's a brain boost in that way. But yeah, it's so, I would, if I had to pick one thing, that's my big passion. I love it. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So, that's great. Yeah. So this has been so much fun. It has. Is there anything else? Like, what are you, where's your mind and... In- Creative soul going for the future of your work and your career? So, I it's kind
1: of been bugging me for a while that I am only helping one mom at a time. I mean, it, I love it and I'm definitely not going to give that up, but um, I'm a natural born multitasker. <laughs> so, it's I've been trying to think like, how could I help more moms? Um, so I actually am launching a new thing called third trimester thrive. Where, oh, I love the
0: name too. Yeah. A good so, to <laughs> um,
1: I mean the third trimester of pregnancy is such an amazing time. Like, the, you know, the first two trimesters, it's like, yeah, I guess I'm pregnant. I don't know. Like you can't deny in your third trimester that you're having a baby. Everyone yeah. knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, that you can feel the baby moving. Like it's imminent that the baby's going to be here. Um, And you have these nesting urges, you know, it's just, it's such a fun time. So I want to, you know, online virtually bring moms together and it's just going to be like a 10 day um, chance to, I'll send an email each day with a tip, a video tip of something you can do to enjoy, not only enjoy the moment, enjoy this time, but also real concrete things to prepare for the reality of motherhood mm. in a super fun way. Yeah, so, um, I love it. Really excited to get that going.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So do you foresee that happening soon?
1: Yes, it should be in the next couple of weeks. So oh, that's,
0: oh my gosh, You can check it out that's at great.
1: thirdtrimesterthrive.com. Oh, perfect. So, yeah. That's great. So that's my new project. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, so it'll be fun. I'll be sure to... Probably actually tap you for some tips. <laughs> yeah, please do. I love it. I would love it. I'd love to share your knowledge of, like, superfoods for pregnancy, mm. and third trimester stuff. So,
0: yeah, that would be Thank awesome. Thank you. That'd be so fun. <laughs> I miss sharing that. So yeah, it'd be great. cool. Yeah, awesome, um, Dars. Where else can people find you? Um, they can find me so
1: locally, DoverDoula.com, and then I have you know, this kind of national project I'm launching will be thirdtrimesterthrive.com, but also the Darcy. I love com. it, the yeah. Darcy. Yes. And so. that's the newer thing. Yes, that's the newer thing. That's so um, I also have, the through the doula Darcy, I've created, um, you know, I think kind of the blessing of Facebook that it can, you know, instead of using it to judge yourself against other people, you, it's also a great way to share with other moms. So I've created... Closed private groups—you can find them, but you can't see the content unless I've approved you to join. But so it's like the June 2017 babies. Mm, so I've created Keeping a group. them really connected. Yeah. So keeping uh, it's a group for each month. So oh, it's just awesome. moms that had a baby in a certain month because
0: it's amazing in this area.
1: Anywhere. Or anywhere. anywhere. Oh, that's
0: awesome, Darcy.
1: So. um oh, I love it. If you go to the thedouladarcy.com slash join, you can find all the links. Awesome. But it's been a really fun because there's so many, you know, you have so many questions that come up and it's awesome to see moms like in the middle of the night being like, my three-week-old is doing this. And five other moms are like, mine too.
0: And I'm awake right now too. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. I'm awake. <laughs> so it's like you can always
1: find someone to chat with and, yeah. f- and just. The the healing and knowing like you're not alone, like, yeah, yeah, uh, other babies all across the globe are doing the same thing yours is at this time. So, there's such a big power and benefit of knowing other women who have a baby the same age as yours. Oh, so, totally, yeah, yeah. So, that's that's you know, beautiful. It, what a great idea, yeah. So, it's been super fun and so and it's free. So, awesome. um,
0: definitely mom should check it out. You are such a wealth of. Like nourishment, like oh, for people, like I just mean you, nourishment Annie. on all levels and knowledge oh, and support. Thank That's you. awesome. Well, so this has been so much fun. Thank, thank you for, for sharing. Thank everything. you for
1: having me, and honestly, for inspiring me. Like uh, I did your twenty-eight day cleanse.
0: Oh yeah, years ago, oh, yeah. and that was a huge health shift for me. So mm. um, I know I loved that. I love. I love. Being such good friends with you guys now, yeah. too, and, then like, just knowing, you know, talking with Jonathan, like, seeing yeah. the shifts it, that have really, yeah, um, so. you guys have landed in that supported you and yeah. your family, so.
1: Well, it's awesome. funny, because I think, I haven't even told you this, but I think back to you all the time, like, I see, I don't know, now, like, what you taught in that cleanse now is just second nature, and I'm, like, surprised when someone doesn't know, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> why You didn't know sweet potatoes are, like, so nutrient-dense, and you should be eating them all the time. <laughs>
0: Like, I love what do you it. Even if you don't know that. <laughs> that's so great. And I and right to like pause and remember, Oh yeah, there was a point I didn't I didn't really know that as well. Yeah. Like, and thank you for bringing that to my yeah. awareness because oh. it um there has been a, a, this aching part of me that's like, Yeah, I want to get back out there I would oh, yeah. be doing more of that core nourishment stuff too. You should. So I'll be back out there soon. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank cool. you. Thank you for having me. This yeah. was super fun. Awesome. So appreciate you. Yay. Thanks.